0: Welcome in to the season-ending week thirteen-ending and playoff beginning episode of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. We're excited. We have three weeks left of uh, of of playoff fantasy football left. So we'll welcome in my co-hosts Doug Appleby, Sean Guida, and Zeke Lawless. How's everybody doing today? What it is? What What's up, up, though?
1: Just here to pour one out for the Green Team.
0: Right. Right. Oh man. All right, we're just going to we're just going to I wondered it. how
2: long I, I genuinely wondered how long it was going to take. Like I yes. when we were sitting here talking beforehand I'm thinking I, no one had said anything yet up to this point. So I wondered what was going to happen and how long it would yep. take. And I think you got 9 seconds in so seconds, not not too that's, far. So it's three more than this, I thought, "Doug, good job."
0: We're just going to go ahead and, and address this for all you all you listeners out there. We had a had an, had an owner um got evidently um disgruntled with the commissionership that i that i put forward Um, Um, half the commissionership well the commissionership that i put forward um and well decided to tank the last two weeks dropped his entire team picked up guys like tommy bohannon and mark sanchez but i will say jokes on him mark sanchez played um and just uh just just try to sabotage the whole thing so we are down one owner in the league so i will say as we as we go to all you people who listen that are not in our league, if anybody listens is not in our league. Um, keep going, keep trying. I, I wasn't. In, I'm in another league that uh, literally somebody outside the playoffs. I have James Conner. He outbid me for Jalen Samuel today uh, this morning. So um, keep playing, make it interesting. If you can't, if you can't win or can't get in the playoffs, it doesn't mean you can't spoil it for somebody else. Um, and that's a that's a fun part about about fantasy football is playing spoilers. So uh, kudos and high five. And, um, you know, here's a beer for you, for all all you people that decide to uh, to keep playing, even though you're out of the playoffs. Well, so. the
1: good thing about this is all of us have children. So we're used to uh, when you take oh. something away from them, them just throwing a tantrum. <laughs> so it, it was something we were used to. <sighs>
0: oh, I'm going to leave that. So he actually never texted me
2: back after I reached out to him too.
0: It it's okay. Um it it just is but it was a bad he had bad luck, and um he was the first champion we ever had in the league. So I really thought he was gonna be out next week, next year anyway, because he was moving away. But either way, keep playing. Um don't play the sore loser. Um if you don't agree with something going on in your league, bring it up, make a statement, uh, and see if you can make it change because change is always for the better. Try to make your try to make your league better, and that's something that we've always strived to do. So, um, all those people that continue playing, hats off to you. But uh, let's let's jump right into week thirteen uh, recaps, guys, because this this week really depended. A lot of people depended on, or there was competition going into making the playoffs here. So the guys that made it that were fighting to make the playoffs were Sean and his uh, uh, bless him team. Uh, also, who else is fighting? Uh, Khalil Mack and the guys were fighting for the playoff spot. And was that the only two? Um, I think so. Yeah, that was really it. Yeah, I think those are the only two guys that were really fighting for the playoff. Uh, coming to the standings, Khalil Mack did not have the tiebreaker, <laughs> which is head to head. So they both and did.
2: and Ezekiel and Ezekiel twenty five.
0: Well, Ezekiel, no, no, I'm sorry, they had they, they, they had a game. Now I will say, if Ezekiel yeah. twenty five would have, if. Ezekiel 25 would have lost and bless and Khalil Mack and those guys win. It goes to a point scored and that would have left bless in the cold, but because all three of them lose, um, they uh, the only ones that get left out of the playoffs, Khalil Mack and those guys uh, going against now newly named pending owners. But Hey, because you're not playing anybody, Billy, congratulations. You've been voted. You get the toilet next year. I uh, just wanted to let you know that. So Buckley, uh, here for the beer gets to take it off of his mantle next year and put it forward. But let's uh, let's start looking into into the scores and w- what happened this week. Um, we're just I'll, I'll go quickly into Mark Elfold's hashtag trust the process and Zeke taking on um, the pending owners team. They won ninety seven point three to thirty point one. Yeah, it it's done. Um, there's nothing to cover there. Even though he I was surprised by a couple things with trust the process um Tyree kill only gets one catch uh in this game goes through 50 yards gets one catch um Juju Smith-Schuster 4.9 this is a team to watch out for in the playoffs uh and we'll get to, we'll get to that as we get to uh the the preview section we'll talk about what guys we think will be more boom just, or bust.
3: just real quick on my team over the last yep. couple of days we visited uh all the members of my roster visited ten different physicians, and it turns out they all have thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, so that's what's <laughs> going on with the ups and downs of my of my team right now. Uh,
0: okay.
2: Hey, I'd like to point something out. I think it speaks well of our league, actually. So outside of the one team, um, the people who didn't qualify for the playoffs, we were fighting at five and seven. I mean, that's that's not I a first was. time you see it at like three and ten. You know, the is the bottom two, bottom four are going to be pretty rough. But a five and seven, you're, you know, like one one bad call away from winning and going 500 and still missing the playoffs. That's just yeah. not a thing that happens a lot of fantasy football leagues. So. No, for
0: sure. And, and I will say I'm going to put out one thing, something that, that I, I brought out last week. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it before we go any further. Just something for next year. And if you're listening – outside of the league hit us up on twitter at t-l-o-o-g-1 at t-l-o-o-g-1 give us your um your opinion on this so we have a 10 team league eight teams make the playoffs that's just how we set it up we got rid of divisions it's just stack ranked eight teams because we have what we call a dead ass last bowl they are in um in contention for the loogie if you get last place you have a toilet trophy that was donated to our league by zeke lawless owner of hashtag trust the process after so, after he broke the other trophy, after he broke the other trophy either one <laughs> well um, i,
3: have, I had i had good intentions upgrade. on that one brother. but but it, so, it has to be
0: it's a
2: major upgrade
0: yeah the so the trophy has to be um displayed prominently for the full for the full year outside of the league but so what i'm thinking is next year we go with a 12-week season week 13 starts the playoffs but top six teams get a bye so the top six teams get a bye in week 13. Teams seven, eight, nine, and 10 are seated. So 7 versus 10, 8 versus 9. And they have a play-in, like wild card game, to get into the 18 playoff that would start in week 14, like right now. But even at the very end, if your team's 1 and 12, you still have a chance to make the playoffs. I think it, everybody plays to the end if you win the Luki, it is that much more embarrassing even though your team was good um i think it sounds like a wonderful idea i thought it was genius i wanted to put it out to you guys and see what you thought
1: my only thought is you just hate to lose week 13 for six of the teams six of the 10 teams in your league mm-hmm. that's my that's my thing and i don't i don't even know we we kind of talked about this earlier but i don't, I don't know if ESPN is customizable enough to even do it.
0: I th- I'm pretty sure you can do it. Um, we can, as a commissioner, you can you can move things forward and backwards and all that kind of stuff too. And I mean, everybody likes a bye week, though. Everybody likes that week they don't have to worry about. Um, and I I don't know. I think it'd be fun because it's always fun having that bye week and a little bit of bragging rights. I just think it keeps everybody involved long term. Obviously, okay. Zeke and Sean don't have anything to say about it.
2: I I told you earlier, I'm kinda like, eh. I can see why it's good, but man. Yeah, like I
1: just think if someone's gonna go scorched earth, they're gonna go scorched earth regardless of the setup and there's just nothing really you can do about it, unfortunately.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can, you know, that's up to talk about for next year. So let's get let's get back into it. Let's go into the two games now that made a difference really this week. Because everything else, seating stayed the exact same. Khalil Mack and those guys taking on. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, So this is Doug taking on Bill. A squeaker. Yes, it was. It came down to the very end. Uh, Bill needed four point, well, five more points out of uh, out of Vance McDonald on Monday night and could not get it done. Um, He gets two point eight out of out of Vance McDonald as he goes down one fourteen point four to one eighteen point nine. Guys, I'm starting to think that Deshaun Watson while he's, he's a great real-deal quarterback, I'm starting to think that he might not be of, of, a good, viable um, starter, in, in fan, especially in a 10-team football league. I, I, I think there might be better guys out there, just that guys are going to put up points. Um, it seems like they kind of take their foot off the gas to kick a lot of field goals. Um, but Mike Ingram is sliding down the pack. Uh, Philip Lindsay is still the you – know, a premier running back, but he just kind of metal meddle, just meddles along the rest of the way. gets a little bit out of Cortland Sutton who will probably do better this week, but Patrick Mahomes, I read us before. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I read something that he has scored 64 points more than the second, than the second quarterback in, in fantasy football league standard, uh, P, I guess standard PPR scoring um, where even at running back and wide receiver is less than half that. So huge pickup um Devontae adams chris god chris god went on on doug's team that's an interesting an interesting turn and then spencer where he goes for 11. yeah with
1: d d and howard out
0: yeah so uh so with that being said do you think Devonte or not not Devonte? uh does cameron break get a bounce get a bump with oj howard out or do you are you still kind of what do you think about that
1: no i don't think i mean he he obviously gets a little bit of a bump but he's I mean, in his career, anytime Howard's been out, he never gets really any more than like three to five targets. So if he doesn't score a touchdown from inside the 10-yard line, then he's basically a waste on your team. So one, uh, yeah. one interesting thing to note, I was looking at it today, what you said about Mahomes outscoring uh, everybody else by like 64 points. So yeah. in our league, he has 382 fantasy points on the season. Mm-hmm. Second place is Ben Roethlisberger, who's been on my bench all year,
0: Oh 312
1: that. points. And third is Gurley with 298.
0: That is crazy.
1: Yeah, so Mahomes has outscored the next highest scoring guy by almost 100 points.
0: That Jeez. is absolutely crazy. And you know that quarterbacks are going to score points. Right, right. Patrick Mahomes has been a difference maker this year. And what what round did you draft him in? Line. Yeah, it was
1: pretty, it was pretty it was late Late
0: for sure. Yeah. So definitely. That was
1: one of those ones that when I took him, everyone was like, oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. So good. You knew who he was just kind of,
1: yeah, he kind of slid under the, the radar. I didn't realize Ben was that high.
0: Yeah. A couple of things though, that, that, that are interesting. Well, Ben's had a couple of huge gains, but something yeah, that would interest true. me. One, do you keep Patrick Mahomes going into next year? I know that he's going to be a, a, you know, that kind of guy, but there's got to be some kind of regression next year. You think coming, maybe. Or do you think he's just new style quarterback?
1: Uh, I mean, I think uh new style quarterback and I mean with them losing Kareem Hunt, they're not gonna have much of a running game to speak of going forward. So they're gonna have to throw the ball. Lev Bell. Yeah, I mean I, I don't think they'll spend that kind of money on him, but
0: depends on Andy Reid, I guess. Yeah. So uh, But so...
1: yeah, I uh this this one all came down to if if Sean lost And Billy lost, then Billy was out. If Sean lost and Billy won, then Billy was in. Yeah. So, and I, I, early in the week, I had given some consideration to play off positional seating because I didn't want to get stuck playing Tim in the semifinals. But then I kind of decided that would be pretty sheisty to Sean. Yeah. So I just went through with playing my guys. So So I've actually,
0: I've also been listening to a lot of people appreciate the integrity. This has actually been coming up a lot in a lot of other podcasts, a lot of other leagues, and on Twitter and things like that. Guys like Evan Silva. Um, if you guys, if any of you guys listen to Fantasy Footballers podcast, they get this question a lot. They're like, "Hey, these guys are sitting their bench. They're you know, sitting everybody on their bench for seating uh, to try to lose a game or anything like that." And I mean, kind of you know where do they stand on? It? And everybody's come, kind of come to the conclusion that it's gamesmanship. It is. They can see where it's kind of like uh, man come on but it they kind of fall in if it if it's not against the rules it's not against the rules now I I run into the line like I think it's I think it's kind of shady especially in that situation where it's going to get somebody in the playoffs or knock somebody out of the playoffs um, so I think it's more of a you should play you as as uh, I think it was what Tony Dunn. no herm Edwards said you play to win the game. So I'm more of a you just you play your guys. But um Zeke, you, you've been quiet. What do you feel like on that? I'm all about strategy. Question. No, I'm all about
3: strategy. So you know, <clears throat> as long as it's not like the you know, as long as people aren't doing the set tour type stuff that we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. I mean if if you uh and two, if you're in a league that you're uh you know paying money for, you're yeah. still trying to win money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you know it's not theoretical bragging rights. I mean it's 2018, we've been playing fantasy for 20 years now. So oh my gosh, I've been playing for so many years. <laughs> just, just for the sake of winning, who cares? But you know, to yeah. win some money, that's great. So if you're gonna tank and you're gonna be strategic all while still trying to win money, I don't really care, to be honest with you. It looks kind of weird. I get that, but at the same time, if you're if the end game is still I'm going to win the money, then by all means, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be
1: honest had had I been able to guarantee you what my playoff seating would have been, but because our league is head to head and there's all these weird like round robins, I couldn't really even know. You know what I mean? But yes. if I was if it was a situation where like if I win. I play Tim. If I lose, I play somebody else and losing gave me the better path to the playoffs and I could guarantee it. Then I think it's totally fine. But in yeah. my situation, I just felt like, well, I could tank and lose this game. And then that may have put Sean out of the playoffs and I may not even get, get the playoff seating that I want anyways. You know what I mean? So I was like, let's yeah. just let it play out.
0: No, I, I mean, I think you're right. I, I think it, it, if it makes a difference in somebody else making the playoffs like if if you stopping you you could have easily said okay bill i'm gonna let you win and sean's gonna be out either way yeah. um that would have been bad I mean, there was if there's no collusion it's, it's just tough uh i just think you play to win the game i'm more of i want the higher seed um so i want i want to be there for that but we obviously know how Sean feels about it because it would have knocked him out of the playoffs. That hadn't happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would have been thrilled, but yeah. So, but still,
1: if you had won your matchup last week, you would have been in regardless of what happened. You know what I mean? Which, so, which if you
0: look true. into, uh, he didn't. Couldn't he didn't, believe that. So by we'll, the way, we'll get. We'll get into this. is all you little... need to know? Here is all you need to know. The last two weeks,
2: I should have started Baker Mayfield over Drew Brees and Michael Thomas together. Yeah, <laughs> that tells you everything. <laughs> It,
0: well, it. Yeah. And, and that just tells me that this week Michael Thomas and Drew Breeze are going to be in for a smash spot. Um but we'll get into that. Sean loses Kareem Hunt um on just a uh God, I wish guys would stop beating up on women. Yeah, for um, good grief. And now there's two other instances that are I don't I mean, who knows if it's more of that Me Too movement or whatever. So but he gets suspended by the league. Uh he's dropped subsequently dropped by by Kansas City. So Sean loses that player who is his RB one, his first round draft pick, who he drafted all year long. So he goes in with, um, LaShawn McCoy and Peyton Barber as his as his running backs. Puts up eighty five point seven points because Drew Brees gets seven, and Michael Thomas gets four in the thirteen to ten loss to Dallas, which nobody saw coming. Uh, his highest. Sean's highest scorer was Justin Tucker with 17. And for you folks who don't follow football, uh, Justin Tucker's a kicker. Um, (laughs) So it shouldn't happen. Um, But uh, I will say, falling like Sean Stone does not necessarily get a huge week with only 15 out of Aaron Rodgers. His big play is Christian McCaffrey, because it always is. Tyler Lockett goes for 16. The c scores 93.7. But they both skirt into the... Well, Sean skirts into the playoffs... Um, falling like Sean Stone gets the fourth seed going into uh, going into week one of the playoffs. So those are the two games that really mattered for everything else. So we'll zoom through the other two. We'll get to um, Here for the Beer taking on the Deplorables. This was a strictly seeding game. If Here for the Beer wins, the Deplorables fall to the three seed. Um, I think who – I, I think – Doug, you would have jumped to the one seat in that situation because I think you had the head to head, right? No, no, no. Sorry, Biscuit had the head to head, so he would yeah, have jumped to one seat. He had the
1: head to head over me. So, um,
0: so Joe, the newcomer, uh, would have would have jumped to the head to head. Would have jumped the head to head to first place. But deplorable sc- eke this one out on Monday night as the Redskins defense tanks to minus two, uh, and the Eagles finally get a get a productive game. So ninety eight point eight to eighty seven. Um, I read just read games eighteen points out of Cam Newton and thirty points out of Todd Gurley, uh, who is going to be an interesting. Interesting thought down the stretch, but um, here for the beer takes goes into the sixth playoff spot. I think they take on. Um, gosh, are you facing you this week, Doug? Or is that? Yeah, Who's I think yeah, I think you're here for the beer. You got here for the beer this. This week and uh so that no 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 you've got no no, Ezekiel Ezekiel. So we'll we'll we'll, either way, we'll get into that. He gets Jared Goff um on an off week and gets a couple of couple things, but he's a this is a dangerous, dangerous team, I think, going into the playoffs, which we'll get more into. Um and then last but not least, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen gets housed by the surging biscuits one fifty nine point one to ninety one point six. Uh the biscuits are, have a seven game winning streak going on right now um and i'm just starting to put it together but they lose james connor um and they have to replace him with a uh oh, jalen samuel who is going to split time per news with um uh the steven steven ridley steven ridley whatever whatever stefan i don't even know how to pronounce steven. his name steven yeah so um i believe it's stevie on yeah, Steve, whatever it is. But I will say uh, how are...
1: Esteban Ridley. Yeah,
0: Esteban Ridley. He gets twenty-eight points out of Travis Kelsey. I had Kelsey in one league, one hundred and sixty eight yard 168 yards and two touchdowns out of Travis Kelsey in the Kansas City defense. So we know who gets the big jump with Kareem Hunt being on the it's almost, being on the it's out. Almost
2: like I had a player that could have uh, maybe
0: kept some of those touches away from him if he didn't you probably touch could, other people uh... instead. Sorry. He's Travis Kelsey actually won me won me the week in another league. So, uh, and Keenan Allen kind of coming out of the shadows back half player. He has just turned it on. Um, that, that's an, that's another scary team. I think those are going to be two teams to watch as, uh, Ezekiel 25, 17 is disappointed by, by Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida, Uh, I think he's going to have a tough week this week. So, uh, that is what happened last week. So we'll talk real quick about seeding into the playoffs before we get in the Browns corner. Um, Your number one seed, Deplorables, is taking on your number eight seed, um, Blessum. Your number two seed, Biscuit in Your Pants, is taking on your number seven seed, Here for the Beer. That is going to be the game of the week, I believe. Uh, Number three seed, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, is taking on your number six seed, Ezekiel 2517. Number four seed is taking on Falling, Falling Like Sean Stone, is taking on the number five team, Markel Fultz, Trust the Process. Uh, and then the constellation ladder doesn't matter because there's only one owner in it. Congratulations, Bill Baker of Khalil Mack and those guys. You have officially won the Luki. It's been voted and it's yours. So you get that to display in your new apartment this next year. Um, so anyhow, does anybody I have like to publicly state that I feel kind of eh, iffy about that? Mm, well, I'm not keeping it in my house. So and he's last in the league right now. So if anybody else has if anybody else wants to keep it, you're more than welcome. We have any takers? Nope, no, I agree no? with it. No, no takers. So uh anybody have anything for Brown's Corner? Sean, I know you, you probably got something.
2: Yeah, sorry, I'm handling a neighborhood discrepancy right now. Um, so I need to be done with that. But uh yes, you know. Our our dogs barked.
0: So oh, watch out. Well that's not well, hopefully our dogs will bark on Sunday. Zeke, do you have anything for yep. Browns Corner? I mean,
3: so full disclosure, Sean and I talked briefly yesterday in person. Uh, I would like to rename this segment. I know it's fantasy and NFL related. I'd like to n- change the name to, you know, Cleveland Corner, uh, Columbus Corner, uh, Northwest o- or Northeast Ohio Corner, and really just talk about. Why Cleveland is you know, not only going to win the AFC championship, but also uh, why Ohio State will be fine, and why Urban Myers should be uh, enshrined with the Saints in heaven. So just go for it, boys.
2: Take it away. I can cover all of those things. <laughs> um so here's what I'll say about the Browns. They uh, Browns played a tough opponent. <laughs> Uh, I think Houston Texans are legit in there for real. Uh, they've won nine straight games now, and it hasn't been a. Uh, all of them haven't been against terrible teams. Now they had, and <clears throat> pardon me, they had an easy run with some pretty. Uh, I mean, not easy schedule, but they are uh, tight in all facets of the game. They're healthy. This is what that team should have looked like with a healthy J.J. Watt and Clowney. Uh, their linebackers are solid, and when Deshaun Watson has both of his knees intact, this is what you're going to get. Um, So I I think that Houston has kind of a chance to get into the AFC championship, maybe with Kansas City, uh, if the seeding works out that way, which I don't know if they will. But um, I do want to say I was pleased to see Baker Mayfield and Triple G uh, have a new game plan when they came out. I think they were down 28-7. They came firing in the third quarter. Baker threw for 200 or – I'm sorry, 350 yards – Uh, In the second half, uh, and it wasn't all just against cover two, like little dinks and dunks, he threw the ball deep and he probably should have had more, um, if not for a uh, a holding call that absolutely made that play happen for a long touchdown. But then the second uh, Antonio Callaway getting the ball stripped at the two yard line uh, was just that was rough. For those but, that are playing um, the
3: drinking game at home, uh Sean did accuse the refs of something, so time to take a shot. <laughs>
1: that, that was just a boneheaded play by Antonio calloway Like
2: Um, I actually said the refs did a good job on oh, that play, oh, but go ahead, yeah. Doug. Sorry. So I will take three shots myself because I'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was a it was a leg- legitimate hold that was called okay. and okay. the hold made the play. Solid. So yeah, okay. it totally there was a hold so, that was called that wasn't, but Oh, that I'm, was go the, ahead, Doug.
0: The worst stream of events I'd ever I'd ever seen. It's a rough thing. So
1: my my concern against with Baker all year has been has just been the matchups. Like I've I've said to you and other people, I just want to see him perform in these matchups against legit like playoff caliber defenses, which the Texans are, the Steelers can be at times, the Ravens are. Like, those are the teams you want, the Chargers are, those are the teams you want to see him come out and perform against. Obviously, he looked great against the the Bengals. He looked great against the Falcons. But those, both of those teams are just decimated by injury, uh, especially in their secondary. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, especially the second Baltimore game, like which Baker Mayfield shows up in that game. Do we get the Baker Mayfield that, you know, we saw against Atlanta and the Bengals, or do we get the first half Baker Mayfield against the Houston Texans? Cause, cause they're going to need him to throw for yards and be efficient in the red zone and not turn it over. If they're going to get to ha- to have an outside chance at the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think playoffs are, that's a, that's a tough road to hoe. They have four games that are absolutely winnable. Um, the Panthers are reeling right now. They just lost Greg Olson again. Um, However, Cam Newton was totally right about Kelvin Benjamin, who was released and cleared waivers, by the way. Absolutely nuts. Never saw that coming. He's terrible. And fat. He is. And (laughs) fat, yeah. Um, But uh, I I think the Panthers are very beatable, not just because of their team in general and their coaching. They fired some coaches. But also, they're a terrible road team. They're just not good on the road. Um, And they're going to be in Cleveland. Cleveland's hungry for a win. And let me tell you, when the Browns were terrible – it was still pretty loud, at least for the first quarter in the, in the stadium. Now that they're not and there's hope, um, you're going to see some some big time, I, I think, emotion and uh, momentum coming from just the crowd in the city of Cleveland. So I'm excited for the game this Sunday, especially because it sounds like we're all going to be inside watching football all day, all weekend anyways, because it's going to snow all day. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a, a very winnable game. They're going to have Cincinnati the next week, which is going to be another absolute spanking I just don't see that being close at all. And then they go to Denver, which I think is going to be probably their toughest game that's left. I think they're a beatable team. Uh, we know they just lost um, Emmanuel Sanders today or today or yesterday. Was that was that yesterday? Today. Roughly. Tore his Achilles. Oh. Which you never want to see, and that's a horrible injury. And obviously everyone hopes he heals up because he's a great player and he's fun to watch. Um, but uh, I, I think that's another Doug – game that you can look at and go, okay, let's see what, what Baker has a propensity to be because that Denver defense is good. Um, the the fr- front four is Nasty, Chubb, and uh, Von Miller, I think, are leading the league by a lot for sacks, and that's even over Clowney and, uh, and Watt. Um, so I think that's going to be a good test, but I think their offense is so bad that they're going to match up well, except for their run game with Phillip Lindsay, which is kind of the Browns' uh, hard part right now is that outside run game. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, and I think that the game at the end of the year with Baltimore, I think I think they're going to win. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be playing by then. And um, Baltimore might say they have a great team, but they have a good defense. They have a great defense, uh, but they have a beatable defense as well. Um, I think they were like Baker's second or third game. And um, outside of not getting into the end zone, the Browns should have won that by 15 points. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They're going to have to win a lot, but I think seven wins is definitely going to happen. Um, eight's going to be a hard road to hoe, but it's going to speak a lot to the future of this team, which obviously I'm very excited about. Go Browns. Yeah, so... so Urban Meyer maybe made some questionable decisions, but Ryan Day's a great coach. So,
0: so I will say one thing as we uh, close out the Cleveland-Columbus-Browns-Northeast-Ohio corner. Um this team is different than the team last year. And I think a lot of it is you could tell in the second half of last year, if you go in, if we went in the locker room down 23 to nothing, the Browns going to the locker room down 23 to nothing last year. Um, they ended up losing that game 35 to nothing, 40 to nothing. Mm-hmm. That team lost its fight. So the fact that they came in, they fought out, um, kept trying to play, kept throwing the ball down field, didn't give up, kept trying to grind it out. Um, Made a couple stops on defense. I, I think that was that was a true tell sign. Yeah, they they got beat. And Houston is a superior team. Nobody's putting the Browns in the Super Bowl this year. Um, the Texans are in, are hitting a stride. They've won what nine games straight. Um, I was I I was impressed with the second half. Um, I think Baker came out played hard, and the second half really improved. Um I, I was I was a little impressed I, w- I was impressed and at the just how they came out and continued to fight. So I'll say that as we go into uh recap or previews of the of the playoffs in, in week one of the playoffs. So we're just gonna go into uh seating order. We're just gonna start with we'll we'll start with one and eight and end with um and end with five and four if that's okay with you guys. Does that anybody have a problem with that? Sounds nope. good. All right cool so we're going to jump right into the the brothers' battle bless' versus deplorables uh both both of these teams had some key, have some key injuries uh, <clears throat> right now so injuries or uh or, or, or suspensions. On a hotel yeah. room. so so bless' loses um bless loses kareem hunt, which is big 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 hit to to their team this week they are going to replace them with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., San Francisco. I think uh, Kyle Shanahan runs an offense that a lot of any kind of shifty running back uh, can can be successful out of. Uh, he's also going to trust James White, who tends to be the just one of the targets that Tom Brady is is trusting these days. He's hitting more. He's hitting more targets down, dink and dunk than he ever has before in his career. And he's got Drew Brees and Michael Thomas going against a bad Tampa Bay defense. Um, They've got to
2: score points finally. It's been two weeks of just yeah. nothingness.
0: And that, that defense is not going to do anything no. for uh, against New Orleans. I know that they score did a little 60. bit versus Cam, whatever. I think it's going to end up, that game's going to be a shootout. Um, New Orleans doesn't care. They want to. They're they're gonna want to score points. They showed a propensity to that by throwing a forty yard touchdown on a fourth and seven three weeks ago. Um, <coughs> it's gonna come down. I think this one's gonna come down to the wire. Um, you guys can disagree with me or or be with me if, if you want to, but uh, I am. I, I trust in road cam, so I'm putting him on my bench. I'm bringing out Philip Rivers. And then we obviously got Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. So we'll see what they do coming in. Mike Evans is a little bit of a question mark in Jarvis Landry. I lost Emmanuel Sanders to a torn uh, Achilles tendon. And then it's just going to be who do we put in the flex, whether we still trust in Austin Eckler, who want to go Chris Carson, or if Carryon Johnson still gets the nod against that Arizona defense. So I'm going to let uh, one of you guys take the lead on this. Zeke, do you have any any thoughts on on this game?
3: Uh.
0: The season has proven all year
3: that uh, that Tim's team prevails against Sean's team week after week uh, for various reasons, uh, both opposite vortex of suck or, or whatever we're calling it this year. Uh, but either way, even with the injuries, your team, Tim, is deep enough to where wear... <coughs> – excuse me, uh, I got to go with your team – um, I, like, I do like Sean's team, but there's just, there's just too much uh, depth for you to replace where you've lost.
0: Okay. Doug, what about you?
3: <laughs> so, my
1: first question, and uh, the thing I was surprised to see, was DJ Moore uh, in Sean's lineup, who is likely going to get the shadow coverage from y'all's boy Denzel Ward. Uh, uh, he's, that's interesting. He's concussed.
0: He's concussed. Yeah, so probably play. not gonna play.
1: Oh, probably not gonna play. Okay. Yeah, that, play
0: that opens up
2: a hole. That's actually thing. why he's on there. Okay. Yeah, and I'm,
1: then the, the other one was uh, Tim really reaching deep into the barrel at tight end this week, uh, with CJ Uzoma.
0: <laughs> we're still working that out. Okay, okay. I was going I was going to pick up Jimmy Graham and got outbid. Yay. It's just not much out there. <laughs> oh gosh, tight end is a is a barren wasteland. Uh, so if you if you don't have you. any of the top three with Eric Ebron who continues to catch touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, Travis Kelsey and um gosh, and uh and Zach Ertz. If you don't have one of those three guys, then you're just reaching to find or George, sorry, Kittle. Um yet Kittle, you have a guy that's gonna catch that they're gonna continue to use, but everybody else out of those four guys, it's a barren wasteland.
2: My my main concern is that it doesn't matter who it is, but that Tim has a player on Monday night because what happens is I'll be winning by 20. And this has been six years, seven, eight years of this. Uh, I'll be winning by 20, and Tim will have one guy who has a career night on Monday night, and he scores 21.5, and and I get beat. And it happens all the time. I'm so tired of it, and I just want it to end. I just want it to end.
0: I don't think the last time we played that happened. Uh, yes, it did. In fact, that's exactly what happened last time we played. Uh, it, was, it was two times ago. I know Mike Evans did it, but I don't know. Either way. Um, Either way, no, uh, none of us have gone to
3: school long enough or haven't or have enough letters behind our names to be qualified to listen
2: to Sean talk about all the ales uh, <laughs> that have come up
3: um, with these matchups
2: over the years. Yeah, I will say what, what... I'm I'm a, I'm a hurt person, Zeke. I'm hurt. The, the
0: things that the thing that that worries me about this game with Blessum, um is Drew Brees and Michael Thomas with a stack against a terrible Tampa Bay defense that is giving up all sorts of yards in the air. Um, yes, I know. Cam went into Tampa Bay and and threw four interceptions or whatever, but Drew Brees is going to continue to throw the ball. Michael Thomas is going to continue to catch an insane amount of targets. Uh, those guys make me nervous. I've got a couple of rough matchups. Todd Gurley in Chicago. We'll see what ends up there uh, in Soldier Field. Mike Evans, I just – going against Marshawn Lattimore – Last time, I think he victimized him uh, earlier in the year, but we'll still see what happens. And Adam Thielen going to the 12th man in Seattle. Um, and then Jarvis Langer is a huge question mark for me. So I can easily see Blessing pulling this one out.
2: Hey, uh, I, I did the math, by the way.
0: It's hard, hard to beat a team three times.
2: In our two games, you beat me by a combined total of less than eight points. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. And it was, uh, it was Mike Evans the first time, and it was Adam Thielen the second time. Who uh, scored a touchdown at the end of the game to win against Green Bay and
0: uh I ate it. So, well, that's what I'm worried about. Um, there's a there's a lot of question marks. And it's always easier to look at the other team and think they're and think they're gonna have a good one. But I like the I like the matchups that Blessum has. I think James White continues to to have good continues to have good games. Anytime you're gonna get nine targets out of the backfield, uh, and just get now I know he got forty yards on a, on a huge play in a what a, a play that should have been a Hail Mary, but Michael Thomas is a great matchup. Uh, and I'm just, I'm interested to see what happens over there. So next we'll move on to what biscuit in your pants, taking on here for the beer. This is my game of the week. Um, <coughs> here for the beer has mm-hmm. to plug some people in, uh, is any any and you guys want to want to take the lead on this and tell me, tell me what you think.
2: Yeah, you know he made a big move today, uh, picking up Jimmy Graham and kind of a desperation move, which I'm thankful for because it kept him out of your team. Um, he's also got some interesting guys who are all kind of hurt. Um, Adrian Peterson on the bench could prove to be a good flex, but he went ahead with Dalvin Cook and Lamar Miller, who I said was going to be a game changer and has been for Houston. Uh, I'm interested to see who he pops in, but um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I. I really like Biscuit in Your Pants better. Um. I think they have better matchups, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like a fifteen twenty point victory for Biscuit in Your Pants. All right. Um. The Rams playing Chicago, and that's two of his biggest scores. That's my main concern. Yeah. Zeke, Doug,
0: do you have anything on this one? Yeah, I'm. You, I'm much Sean, okay. Sean on this one. I, I
1: think uh, th- it's just a matchups thing. Like. Golf at Chicago. Uh, That's a tricky spot. The I saw earlier uh, though. Yeah, the over under for that game is fifty one and a half though, which is the second highest on the entire week. So, um, Hmm. Vegas thinks some points. Yeah, Vegas. I actually already bet the under. Vegas Vegas thinks some points are going to (laughs) be scored there. I just feel like that that line will probably close at like forty nine or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a tough game because Chicago's defense is so good. I mean, it's it's strength on strength, right? Chicago's the best defense, probably the best defense in the league with Khalil Mack, and then you've got um, the Rams, who are, I mean, without Cooper Cup, are still proven to be the the best offense in the league. They just continue to score points. Um, but so I think
1: they... in I think in twelve career games against the Texans uh t. y Hilton has like thirteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns in twelve games against the Texans in his career, so he just absolutely owns that team, which is big for here for the beer
0: yeah oh yeah okay I was wondering where you were going with that um yeah the ram so so here's this is this is what where I, where i where I'm thinking is the difference going be made i think both of their quarterbacks. Tom Brady's in a divisional in a divisional matchup at Miami. Um Tom Brady's been something different this this year I feel like. He's he's still the goat, but um he wills his teams to win. He's got some some good pieces uh to throw to obviously. Rob Gronkowski's kind of been a question mark. Um so that's an in, that's an interesting play. And also Jared Goff going to Chicago like you said going into Soldier Field. He has been not good on uh, at away games this and Brandon Cooks, year. So, um, so I mean, he just, he, he's been, he's, he's been rusty when it comes to, when it comes to away games. Um, I think Saquon Barkley and Keenan Allen and Travis Kelsey are the difference makers in this game. Um,
1: and Aaron Jones too. I mean, if, if Joe Philbin yeah. comes out this week and wants any chance at keeping that job, which he probably won't, but, um, oh. They would they would probably use Aaron Jones over Jamal just, Williams.
0: Just free Aaron Jones, right? I mean continue yeah. to continue to let him roll. Um Bisk in your pants, if if James Conner comes back next week uh and they win versus here for the beer, they're gonna be it's gonna be a dangerous play. I think either way, I think two of the most dangerous teams are going head to head in this matchup. So I think the rest of the league benefits from the fact of mm-hmm. that one of these teams is leaving. Yeah, it's good um, to see just one of them not be here next week. Exactly, I think that was best case for all of us that are <laughs> that don't want to play them. Because, like Sean said, Lamar Hill, Lamar Miller shooting stride, Nick Chubb has a favorable matchups minus the matchup against Baltimore. Um, Antonio Brown's, I mean, he's matchup proof. T. Y. Hilton, the wide receivers on here for the beer are just ridiculous. Um, so that's going to be an interesting play down down the stretch. I'm going to take biscuit in your pants to go in this one. Uh just because I think that he wins the quarterback matchup and I um I think that's gonna be the difference along with Keenan Allen and Saquon Barkley. And like you said, Aaron Jones, I just think there's too much firepower there. I think he did a really good job with free agency. So I'm gonna I'm taking biscuit in your pants on this one. So uh Zeke, did you get it? I don't remember if you took this one or not. Say it again now. I don't, did you talk – I don't remember if you –
3: No, you I didn't, but <clears throat> I hate to kind of say what everybody else is saying, but the one thing I will say, you were talking about Tom Brady, I mean, who is is obviously the GOAT, but he – the one thing about him, he's not having uh, his normal statistical season uh, mm-hmm. of years past. And at Miami, uh, Patriots always seem to have a, a problem down there. So in terms of matchup, I don't like that matchup uh, yeah. from the quarterback perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying I love it. I think I I brought that up. I just I I he wills his team to win. Um I just think he's a better he's a better choice than Jared Goff this week. I just golf on the road has been has been less than less than ideal. Was was kind of my point to that. Gotcha. Um so Yes, and also the last time Brady was a QB1 was back in Week 7. He's averaging passing yards, but he's been a QB2 um, since Week 7. So I think that goes to stretch. But the Dolphins are uh, are also 24th in, in, a, in passing touchdown rate. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. So let's go. The next game we're going to do is, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, versus Ezekiel 25-17. This, I think, is the – I'm taking this as my smash of the week – Um Ezekiel twenty five seventeen kind of skirt into the playoffs. Um, Marlon Mack is kind of starting to fall apart. Tevin Coleman has been super disappointing, and Matt Breida is already out. I just don't think he has any of the pieces. Andrew Luck goes to Houston. Um, bad, bad, lot, bad uh, connection. Bad matchup. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't like his team. I don't. Um, and I mean, Doug, you've got Patrick Mahomes. We've already talked about a difference maker. He is. David Johnson's kicking you on the Johnson these days by letting uh, somebody else score touchdowns, but I, I just think I think Doug's got too much in this one. What do you guys think? Doug, think about it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say Doug,
2: you got a really interesting start with Gus Edwards. I think that's a risky deal. That's going to be either uh, a huge payoff or not a payoff at all. Um, I know the KC defense isn't big, but. if with if Lamar Jackson starting this game especially, it's going to be uh, really tough for him to get a lot a lot of the carries that he wants to get carried. But if he goes hard, he's going to go real hard. And so I think that's a really interesting move by you, um, and I like it. Also, the Spencer Ware play is also interesting because. Baltimore's got that number one ranked defense, but he's going to get a load of carries. I'm really interested to see how Casey spreads that defense out, and I hope just absolutely torches it because I've got a neighbor who's being a total denoise who I really want to see uh, get wrecked. So, so um, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna disagree with you one thing: the Gus Edwards play um, since Gus, since Lamar Jackson has played, which is three games with Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has 17 carries, 23 carries and 21 carries. He's got one touchdown in three weeks, but he's, he's topped 100 yards um, he's topped 100 yards twice already so they're going to continue to run RPOs and Gus Edwards is going to continue to get all of the carries. I think he tops I think he, he's going to top 20 carries in this game and anytime you get a guy with 20 carries or close to I think that's somebody that you're going to start. I think that's a, that's a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I, like, I just, I mean, obviously I would love to play someone better than him, but, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the options. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all,
0: it's all volume, right? Like, none of us think that right, Gu- right. Gus Edwards is an RB1 by any chance, but if you get a guy that's going to get 20 plus carries a game, you plug him in your lineup, even yeah. if it's a, like, I hate that you have to play him as an, well, I don't really hate it, but uh, you have to play him as a, as an, you're a running back in your league he's a, he's a great flex option but he's getting 20 he's getting 20 touches a game you you're <laughs> going to start him every single time
1: yeah if he gets me like 20 carries for 70 80 yards and gets me 7 8 points i'm fine with that and if he happens to fall in the end zone that's right then fall in, then, in the, the end
0: great. zone Casey's a bad case he's a bad defense he falls yeah. in the end zone you're looking at a 15 16 point week and that's a that's a great play for an RB2
2: yeah, well, what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think that defense because they're so weak that they're not going to have to run the ball as much, or Lamar Jackson's going to cover that that running as well. I know I know he's had yeah. those carries, but they played against two decent defenses to to get there. So I'm yeah, well. The KC defense okay, is actually
1: they've been really good at home, though. That's so, what worries but me a little bit.
0: The, yeah. the last two defenses Gus Edwards has played has been Atlanta and Oakland. Terrible. Two, two of the worst defenses in the league. And so. Cincinnati. And Cincinnati. That, who's so, even worse? so they're so on that's a stretch. What I'm
2: saying. And how many points did he get on the, in those games? A lot.
0: A lot. <laughs> 21.5, 13.8, and then 8.2 because he went yeah. 21 for 82. But I mean, he, if he falls into the end zone, if Lamar Jackson gets tackled at the one yard line, Gus Edwards is getting that carry into the, yeah. into the end zone. I mean, that's a change. That's a six point change in a week. That's huge. But I think you it's, yeah, know what's funny? It's a, it's a great
3: the point. funny thing about this whole conversation is. Uh, every year at this time, you have a conversation like this about a Gus Edwards or whoever, and that's yeah. the reason why, at the beginning of the season, especially in a snake draft, but you know, if you have the, the first four picks, you take one of the first four bell cows, you know, of the draft, unless they're Le'Veon Bell, who's an idiot, because you don't want to be, or if it's an auction draft, you uh spend all your money. To get one of those guys, because you know, at the end of the year, you're going to be having this exact same conversation about whoever the Gus Edwards is of that
0: season. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think anybody thought Alex Collins was going to be a bell cow guy. Uh, he just got hurt, and Gus Edwards is able to pick up, and he he meshes really well with Lamar. Don't Jackson, misunderstand. So. I was not talking about Alex Collins
3: when I was <laughs> using that example.
0: Yes, I mean, there's always a guy at the end of the year, and I think Philip Lindsay is a guy that we'll talk about in the next game that that is a guy that surprised everybody. Right. I mean, just, a—I uh, think yeah. he's got to uh, be yes. a keeper for Bill yeah, next week. No. Yeah. That was a big so. surprise.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I went into the season thinking that David Johnson would be right in that same class with Z oh, and Le'Veon Bell. And he's just been absolutely terrible oh. that I, I, I way underestimated, uh, how good or way overestimated how good he would be able to be in that offense. And that's, cool. that's Coach. a lesson for the future.
3: That's what I was going to ask. Doug, coaching, do you think exactly. that's coaching or do you think that's the player or a combination of both?
1: I think a little little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Like The really? coaching is, is not good. No, I, I mean – Yeah, that coaching they, is they not good. They don't have a great quarterbacks. Like Larry Fitzgerald is basically just like a flag football receiver at this point. Like just mm-hmm. run to the open and then fall down as soon as he catches it, you know, when he does catch it. Um, See, I think the
2: coaching is 80% of that problem. They just don't know how to use him. They haven't – He's I mean, appropriately, and, and that's why. And those guys, those are guys who got to get hot and have momentum and yeah. keep pushing forward. And if you can't build that, then they're going to be cold all year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think if you were to give Sean McVay this team, uh, it would be a different story. But just your oh, yeah. average like run of the mill coach, they just don't they don't have much on offense to work with, you know.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, they just lost Christian Kirk to IR, but I mean, at the beginning of the season, we all talked about how Christian Kirk was could be a game changer for this team um, running outside with Larry Fitzgerald on the inside. And they didn't use him at all. And he, he was the best wide receiver they had. Yeah. Um, and then they didn't, I mean, just hating David Johnson is not a between the tackles guy. And I think this year proved it. Uh, they, Mm -hmm. they need an offensive coordinator that knows what the hell he's doing. Um, you got to get David. David Johnson is your most valuable asset. You've got to get him the, the ball in space. Yeah. So uh, I think right. we can move on from this one. Devonte Adams, start him. Devon Stevan Diggs. Uh, Chris Godwin uh, is continues to smash without Deshaun Jackson. Uh, George Kittle, you're not you're you're going to start all of all of Doug's players are are starters in any game. Uh, and I think Ezekiel twenty five seventeen has a lot of replaceable guys um, like Corey Davis and Marlon Mack. Doug, yeah. may I
2: may I say this and mean it with a full heart? I hope Stefan Diggs has a career day and scores every touchdown and catches every yard.
0: Go Stefan Diggs.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm ready. Yeah, let's me. go Stefan Diggs.
0: Let's go. Hey, I you know what? I I need Stefan Diggs in a, in another league, but um I, I need some Adam Thielen. So uh all right. Good so on. let's move move on to the the final matchup of the playoff week and that is hashtag trust the process taking on falling like Sean Stone. These these are two teams who have been a little bit wishy-washy this year, I feel like. Um, I know they're seven and six and eight and five, but falling like Sean Stone took a and Jeff House, they kind of took a, a lull in the middle, came back up, and then I feel like Zeke, your your team a little bit too. You had to have that trip to Aspen. Uh interesting matchups, I feel like. Tyree kill in Baltimore. Um, but I mean Again, it's Kansas City's offense. Sony Michelle in your flex spot. I think your running backs are real strong. Ezekiel Elliott is obviously a start. Joe Mixon, um, Sony Michelle. Joe Mixon is a guy that can he can go down right away. And then Kirk Cousins in Seattle is an interesting play. Um, uh, their their defense has been has been fairly good against against the pass this year, but Kirk Cousins um, away from home has not – has he's just been – he's been kind of like road bent. May he have 400 yards all to Stephon Diggs. (laughs) I'll take 400 yards, but 150 of them to Adam Thielen.
3: The deal Um, with my team, though, is if you look at both of those quarterbacks in particular, they have both started crapping out at the same time. So there's not – you know, if you – Go back and look over the last three or four weeks. You're you're
0: right. You're completely right.
3: (laughs) They they both had awful weeks at the same time, and or they both had terrible matchups. So if you look at it right now, it's like, okay, Kirk Cousins at Seattle or uh, Carson Wentz at Dallas. Dallas. And so either way, you're like, man, it's, you know.
0: Dallas is playing hot to win. Yeah, Yeah. Dallas is playing hot. So conversely on the other side, you've got Aaron Rodgers going for – Uh, for Jeff House, going against a bad Atlanta defense. Can Aaron Rodgers get back on track with this team? Uh, Just the matchup
2: Green Bay needs.
0: He's also got to stack with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has disappeared uh, in the last four weeks, 4.4, 0.8, 0.3, and 4.8. This could be be a, a big spot for him to get back on track. Leonard Fournette against tennessee's run defense should be an interesting spot and then chris mccaffrey going to cleveland um i'm going with i'm going with trust the process on in this game uh i just i think the matchups are better i like the austin hooper play uh he's he i don't know why that green bay defense is is not good i know hooper's been hit or miss he's touchdown or bust i think he gets a touchdown this week um I hate Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I just think he's falling apart. Tyler Lockett is a is a touchdown or bust guy, it seems. He's getting a lot of touchdowns. Um, and he's playing KC's defense against Baltimore. So what do you guys got on this one? I'm going to take
2: uh, Fallen Like Sean Stone because of the opposite of all that. I think his running backs are just – have incredible matchups. And um, I think his wide receivers will do just enough to get by – the real question I have for for Jeff, because I think it's a good play. It's really just kind of an interesting one. Is uh, the Chiefs' defense at Baltimore? That, that's a that's a, that's a real um, yeah ballsy call. I think. Doug, you got anything uh, on this one?
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, well, one question for Zeke: Like, do you feel better about? Uh, Jameis Winston than Cousins, or is that too risky?
0: That was my thought. You know, I have
3: I have uh, not finished obviously for the week. Uh, you know, before it starts, I've thought about looking at the quarterback situation that's out on the free agent wire. In fact, I've got it pulled up in a separate tab right now, and you, and you look at it. And Jameis Winston, I haven't paid enough attention to him uh, to the fighting alarm clocks. I guess there are some some quarterbacks out there. I need to make some decisions, but either way, you know, I don't know if y'all ever get into this situation uh, when you're looking at your fantasy team and you see somebody hit a skid and you're like, okay, well, it's one week, it's a bad matchup, and then it's two weeks, turns to three weeks, and you're like, okay, you know, do I need to pull the plug or whatever? Well, we're in the playoffs now, so I do need to make some type of decision. So that's what I've been – that's why I've been sitting on these guys for the last couple of weeks and not really making a move because I'm thinking, oh, they'll they'll make the turn at some point, yeah, and and nobody's done it yet.
1: Well, you just gotta hope that uh, your boy goes from last week being tie flukill kill to this week being tie free kill.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, my my whole season has has really rested on. Uh, those position players, you know the the running backs and the wide receivers. And looking at House's team, I mean, I think it all it all really rests on uh, McCaffrey and Fournette because, you know, he's got the wide receivers that can kind of go in and out. But if McCaffrey, uh, who has been prone to do so, especially over the last couple <laughs> of weeks, if he if he uh, you know strikes it hot and then Fournette, then it's you know. Uh, strike up the band. That's over at that point.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm when I'm circling is like I said earlier, if you look at one, two, three, his his four bottom players minus Adam Venateri, I don't like any of those plays. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Jordan Reed, Doug Martin, and the Chiefs defense. I don't like any of those plays. Uh Doug Martin is a guy that I feel like he could get he's I feel like he's in a spot where he could get handed the ball, tackled in the backfield for minus one yard and fumble. And then get taken out of the game and they give the ball to Jalen Rashard or something like that. I feel like if he could get injured or anything, that, that's the guy that's going to happen, and that's the team that's going to happen too. And, of course, it's Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh gets all the luck. Um, I just don't like any of those. So if you look over, conversely, the other side, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster going against Oakland, Austin Hooper, Sony Michelle, who's an, an RV2 with Rex Burkhead coming back, and a, and a Saints defense that has been playing better. I actually – I'm interested in the Saints' defense because Tampa Bay could either blow this up uh, or they could – or Tampa Bay's offense could blow this up or they could throw 16 interceptions because that's what Jameis Winston does, right? So that's the interesting point, too. If you're looking on the quarterback wire and you go get Jameis Winston, now you've got him – you're playing him against your defense. So every time they score, you're now negative. So that's something to to think about uh, as you go into this week. Um, That's why – I, that's why I like. That's why I like trust the process in this game. I like the continuity all the way down. I think you have better starters all the way down, and he's got guys that I feel like you can go pick up on the waivers in a lot of leagues. So I'm going with trust the process here. Well, Zeke, if one you were thing really, to look out: pick up Colin Kaepernick. There you go.
1: <laughs> one thing to look out for yeah, is for if Melvin Gordon happens to play this week, uh, which I don't think he will, but that he's already
0: not practiced today.
1: Yeah, that could. Yeah, the the real telling thing will be to see practice on Friday. There's, but um,
0: they're already but in yeah. the playoffs. If they play Melvin Gordon and he is not 100%, that is the dumbest thing they could possibly do. Well, they against did it a bad, two weeks ago. I know. I, it's just, but against a bad defense that you know you're going to beat this team because you've got Phillip Rivers and some of the best wide receivers that money can buy. um, And then you've got a backfield that you can split time with against a really bad team. They're, if they play Melvin Gordon this week, they it's the dumbest thing you give your guy your rest, let him go into the you're going to make the playoffs. play him only if you need him. You don't need him this week. you don't so if you're the chargers if you're I mean I think if even if if you're Jeff House going into the next week, I, I think you kind of have to root for Melvin Gordon not to play because he's not going to be 100 he's got one he's got two injured knees. hmm. Mm. So Well, yeah, there it is. So that that's 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 my take on it. Um, but that's all we got for you guys this week. Any parting takes from anybody? N- none from me. None from you. I just oh, want to say if if you're point. in the, uh, the yeah, it is. If you're in the way
2: of this snowstorm, get ready because it's apparently going to be lots of fun. So Doug, I know you're south of eighty-five,
0: so enjoy your rain. We're going to get about six inches up here, so you can have it. I got work to do. So anyhow, thanks yeah, a lot for joining. Follow us church? on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at T-L-O-O-G-1, at T-L-O-O-G-1 on Twitter. Interact with us. Send us questions. Um, give us anything you've got, any kind of improvements. Um, Zeke, why don't you give me a, a Twitter plug for, for Sean and Doug's madness that will sure for sure happen this weekend.
3: Sean already gave you a little bit of preview this week, uh, earlier in the podcast, but uh, big game for the Browns. Uh, so you know Sean's going to be out there. Uh, Doug, if he's like me, he's got Sean uh, on those mobile notifications so you see him as soon as they pop up so he can come in uh, and tell Sean uh, where he's statistically wrong and things like that. So Sunday, Browns, Doug, Sean, Twitter, be there.
1: The, the best thing about following Sean is all, it's the, all the fun likes. Browns banter. The worst thing about following Sean is is when you scroll through your Twitter feed after any Browns win, yes. it's nothing but like Sean Gaida liked insert Browns <laughs> Homer Twitter account. Sean yes. Gada liked insert Browns Homer Twitter account.
0: The OBR, or anything else?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: um, yes. So thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Uh, Hit us, like I said, hit us up on Twitter, rate us five stars, share us, retweet us, do whatever we got. Just get us out there. Let's see if we can get some more followers, get some more listeners. We enjoy doing this every Wednesday night. We hope you enjoy listening to us leading up into your games on Sunday. But thanks a lot. Have a great night. Peace out. See ya.